You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe. I am your host, as always, Ryan Knightsey. And with me, as always, is the man of a thousand nicknames, Mikey Manfredi. Mikey, how are you doing, my friend? That's me. I'm I'm the man of a thousand nicknames. Yes, yes, you are. You, uh, uh, you've been bestowed that title after having all the other titles, which of a thousand nicknames. <laughs> A thousand. There are so many. What were some? What were some like classic nicknames you've given me since when we when we used to do that bit? Uh, Mikey, dead, dead man, Freddie walking. Uh, that was a good one. I think also last man, Freddie standing. Yes, was, there was a lot of it was a lot of like puns off of the man part. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think. Um. There might have been like member of the spirit squad, I, Mikey Manfredi. I feel like Mikey the Manfredi was one of them at one point. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I would. I did like a billion puns off of the man portion of your name because it because obviously that's you know that's the go to right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also I almost I, I almost definitely did. If you got to be the man, you got to beat the Manfredi. Yeah. Which I mean, that's just great. Some throwbacks for sure. Some classics. Some classic. I don't remember. Maybe there was like the Taco Bell Kid or something. The Taco and... Bell Kid. That's gonna be my. That's my new in ring name. <laughs> that that's like the that that should be your new uh, Twitter. You know, like <laughs> the Twitter name. The Taco Bell Kid. Yeah. The Taco Bell Kid. Uh, yeah. No, there was a. I mean, there was a thousand of them. I can't remember all of them at this current. That's my no, my my wrestler persona is just is just named Fourth Meal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's actually not bad. And then, and what? So what's what's the finisher move for the fourth meal? Oh, when the ref's not looking, I put a quesarito on the ground to make them trip on it, like a banana peel almost. <laughs> like a banana peel, but a quesarito, but much beefier and more messy. <laughs> and then, of course, your tag team partner would be Alex Zane from the independent scene, who his Twitter profile is him sitting in a bathtub of Taco Bell tacos. Heyo. I think you have much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alex Zane. Alex Zane's pretty. Hit, 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 just hit people with Crunchwrap Supremes. Oh, that's a Crunchwrap Supreme, honestly, 
should should it's your finisher, right? That's got to be your finisher because that's the great name for a finisher, <laughs> the Crunchwrap Supreme. The Crunchwrap Supreme. I don't know what it what. Let's hmm. let's Crunchwrap this matchup. What is? What is it? I mean, that also could be a tag team. The, the tag team name for you and Alex Zane could be the Crunchwrap Supremes. The Crunchwrap Supremes? That's not bad. But what, what's the, what's the move attached to the Crunchwrap Supreme? Uh, it's, hmm. it, it sounds like a, some sort of submission hold or some sort of... The Crunch Slap, the crunch slap Supreme. Oh God. That was bad. I think it's got to be... It does sound like a submission hold though, like the like the crunch wraps like the crunch wrap supreme, you just like wrap them up and make them you like you make them look like a crunch wrap. <laughs> Maybe it's like a like a slam, like a blue thunder bomb kind of like driver move. Cause you gotta get that crunch mm-hmm. in there as well. And the supreme is just Fair the enough. flashiness that goes along with it. <laughs> so it's just a fancy blue thunder bomb. Or some sort of like fisherman buster or some some sort of thing. I don't know. What am I? Uh, we've done we've done this gimmick before where we try to come up with moves like from the move name itself, and we it's, <laughs> the canon of the show is that I'm bad at it and you're good at it. So I, I don't I don't know what to tell you on this one, friend. But uh, yeah, I mean I feel like it has to be like a, a slam into a oh, submission. Oh, that's something. Because it's like the it's the crunch wrap, so like you crunch with the slam and then yeah, kind of like the bank statement hold. a little bit. Yeah, like a slam into okay, a submission. So if we're hold. doing the like, like, all right, so we do like a, you know, King Omega's, what is it, Kreutz Wrath or whatever it's called, something kind of like that. You know what? I, you know what? I kind of, you know what? A country, this is going to sound weird, but you know what? A crunch up supreme kind of reminds, like, kind of like in some in terms of submission hold, like, kind of is like almost like a cattle mutilation because it's like how the back folds in. You're like folding their arms oh, back like that. Interesting. You know, and like their legs, like you're like kind and of. How do we go a from a, a slamming move into? Oh, I have a no. I have absolutely no idea. Because <laughs> the cattle mutilation is such a hard submission hold yeah. to set up in the first place. I, I was going to type it in to remember what it looked like, uh, and I'm actually, you know what? Not going to type that in. <laughs> not going to type it into Google because <laughs> I don't want to. I don't I'm sure if you just put submission hold afterwards, it'll help your results not be yeah, disgusting. Uh, the first thing is catamutilation WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Oh, man. I, I feel like I've seen somebody. Might have been Brian. Daniel Brian. Yeah, Daniel Brian does it. Ivan Oscar that did it. But I remember seeing someone that sort of like flipped into it instead of like doing like the setups of the move. They just sort of like they had the guy in their stomach or something and then flipped them into it. Oh, that's not what I thought it was. What's the the one where you? Oh man, now I'm now I'm now, now I, I, now I look stupid. But now I am the fool. What's that one where you like have them in the air, and you have all four of their limbs? What is that? Have them in the air, and you have all where four they like. Limbs. You know what I'm talking about? Like where they like where, where like they're on the guy's like on his stomach. Oh, sur- the sur- the surfboard stretch. Yeah, is that what it is? By. I would it's made famous up. and I believe possibly invented by Jushin Thunder Liger. The surfboard stretch, I believe, is what your yep. Yes, yeah, it's just, it's the surfboard stretch. Hmm. That's what that's what I was thinking of initially. Not I don't know why I mix that up in the cow mutilation a lot, but I do. But do you see what I mean? It's like the it's like the way a Crunchwrap Supreme folds. It's like I what like their that. limbs are doing. How do we get? Maybe the slam part is you just like. 
throw them back when they land on their neck, <laughs> unprotected. Oh boy, the cr- the crunches their bones. <laughs> oh, the crunches all their vertebrae. Oh, perfect. There we go, folks. The crunch is your bo- bones. Oh, I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> but I've screwed up the actual saying of it. Anyway, we have a card. Oh, honestly? Okay, I'm just going to send you... Yeah, we do have a card. I found an image that would also work as a Crunchwrap Supreme, maybe. But basically, it's a move that Andrade is doing on Daniel Bryan. That. Uh, oh, yeah, I could see that. That's that a, also makes sense. That's a, that's solid, a Crunchwrap Supreme. Yeah, that's a solid Crunchwrap Supreme. Really hard to describe. I don't know how to describe it at all. Listen, listen. All the way we're gonna, the only way we can describe it best is it looks like a Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> so there we go. Perfect. Moving on. Uh, how can you? You got to know now. Yeah, of course. Uh, if you don't know, this podcast isn't just about Taco Bell. Even though we do talk about Taco Bell a lot, uh, the this, it, the podcast within this podcast, of course, is is Taco Bell. But that's besides the point. Um. Uh, this podcast is a fancy booking podcast, like sort of like GM mode, sort of like wrestling universe and WWE games or whatnot. Basically, the premise being that Mikey and I are the head bookers, head writers of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, and every single week, we write our own cards individually and present them sort of like Secret Santa style to each other. We don't know what the other one's written and we're just sort of like building over the course of time every single week until we get another pay-per-view down the line. You know, it's the whole thing of like, if you can't do it, if, if they're doing it bad, we'll do it better, I guess. Is that a thing? I guess that's not really a phrase, but it sounds like it they're could be a phrase. bad, we'll also do bad. Wait. No, Mikey, you shouldn't say that because, of course, uh, every single week, the audience can vote on whose card was better. So on every single Friday episode, uh, we send out a tweet that will be pinned at the top of our Twitter page at Hit the Books Pod, and you, the audience, the listener, can vote to say whose card was better. Was it my version of Monday Night Raw, or is it Mikey's version of Friday Night SmackDown? Uh, and the audience has chosen Mikey yet again, and I don't want you to dunk on yourself because, boy howdy, did you win all right. Mikey SmackDown right. wins 77% of the vote. The comeback, baby. Let's go. Not only did you win, but what the hell? What the, What did I do wrong? I thought I, I had a great card. I told you that go-home show was going to be fire. I knew it. I think I feel like that championship helped you even more. I don't know. I think I think it was the main I think it was the main event that brought it over the top. The main event is pretty solid. <laughs> but I had a contract signing. So I did guess, I. I guess that's also not as the con- a contract signing in itself compared to that main event on SmackDown isn't as exciting. I also I also had a contract signing Ryan. Yeah, you know, looking at my card, maybe it wasn't the most exciting card. Now they're looking back on it, but it needed to be done to set up for Extreme Rules. So I, you know, that's I guess it. I'll eat the loss here, and hopefully don't get screwed <laughs> when we roll the <laughs> randomizer. Um, but yeah, uh, so that, that is basically the premise of the show. And if you want to hear more, you can always subscribe to this podcast feed. Uh, yeah. So without further ado, are you ready to get into it, Mikey? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, since, since I'm the loser, I will go first. We're of course coming off of extreme rules, folks. Uh, every single, I've decided every single pay-per-view cycle, you can head on over to htbpod.com. That is HT as in the books htbpod.com as in hit the books podcast perfect 
you can, uh, after every pay-per-view, there's a slew of new stuff out there. You can read up all, every single past card that we've ever written from SummerSlam 2018 to now. You can go there. So if you want to catch up real quickly, all the uh, past cards are there as well. Or, of course, you can download previous episodes. You can hear the audio versions of all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, just want to give a little preface there. We just come off of Extreme Rules. You want to know what happens? Go listen to the show or go read up on it. Uh, moving into That's this card. Special. Yeah, moving into it. Uh, moving into this card, Mikey, for Monday Night Raw. We're opening up. This is going to be – this is hopefully hope, – I'm really hoping that I do well in the polls, Mikey, because okay, big things. Opening big things. up. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna throw, I'm just going to preface this. I'm going to throw it to you every once in a while. I'll just get your thoughts. Make sure I'm doing this correctly. Maybe, or we're not. Maybe I'll wait to the end. Oh, I'm nervous. Okay. Uh, R-Truth opens Raw. Uh, starting off strong with de- with Detective <laughs> with R-Truth. With, with Detective R-Truth. <laughs> with, detective, with Detective Truth with hard, the hard truth. That's the movie I want to see, WWE, is Detective Hard Truth. Not uh, even just Detective Hard Truth. Just call it Hard Truth, and we talked about it. Have the... Have heart like hard blue, but our truth red. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of we got we have to make that <laughs> some sort of thing. Uh, if you don't remember last week on Raw, uh, Truth seemingly has figured out who has attacked uh, Alistair Black. You know he's been de- being a detective on this case for a while now. He last week says he knew he did it, so he's opening up Raw to announce who he believes attacked Alistair Black. So we're finally getting the hard truth. Truth says that being detective is the hardest work he has ever done in his life. And he had to, uh, and it, it, it's so hard uh, compared to that one time he had to wrestle his childhood hero, John Cena. Much harder than that. Uh, truth says that after years of searching, he has finally figured out the answer of who done it. Suddenly, the lights go out. <gasps> and Alistair Black appears. Whoa. And he looks as furious as ever, demanding our truth to tell him the answer. Because, uh, yeah, this is the first time we haven't seen Alistair Black. reminds me of the, NXT, of the NXT attack. Yes. Like, uh, real life. Like, when he came back and uh, Nikki Cross knew who did it. And, and, he was, and he just came back and was like, tell me. Um, yeah. Swear to me. <laughs> uh, truth, scared and sort of begrudgingly, reveals that... He attacked Alistair Black. What? <laughs> because it wasn't until he was staring into the mirror where he found the truth. Or rather me. Our truth. I was the truth the whole time. He was four guys. <laughs> it was our it's like the meme, like it was it was our truth, and it was always our truth. He was Mikey. He was trying to find the truth. He realized that he was the truth. He's our truth. Oh my God. He he is he is the one that did it. And he goes on to say, "Man, do I do I I man, I do apologize for my actions. I thought I had a good memory. I guess I forgot." Uh, Black Alistair Black, uh, increasingly angry at this revelation, kicks Truth so hard in the head with the fade to black. Uh, you almost think it's shoot style. Uh, I don't. I don't suspect it was actually our truth, <laughs> but I guess we'll get to that. Uh, then the New Day walk out uh, and tell Alistair Black that despite our truth 
Uh, they have been doing their own detective work and looking at <laughs> some of the evidence. <laughs> despite all of despite all of his very hard work. Yeah. Um, uh, four people attacked you, Alistair. Not a single person, like Archer said. Uh, we believe that they uh, new to, new day are saying that we believe that two of those people are LLC. They're a lethal tag team, as we well know. But what's weird, of course, that we uh, sort of realize is that LLC only sort of do stuff for money, which means that uh, you know the likelihood of them doing it, someone paying them off, is probably high. Um, and then Lashley and Cesaro do come out and jump the four men in the ring. Oh no. When things are looking pretty rough for the New Day in black, the Usos, like they have been doing in the past, have run down to the ring with chairs, and they run off Lashley and Cesaro. All right. After a brief, st- after a brief stare down, the Usos turn and start attacking the New Day and Alistair what? Black with those steel what? chairs. <laughs> Lashley and Cesaro come back in, and the four beat down Black in the New Day. Then Roman Reigns slowly walks out from the entrance to a chorus of boos. I hope I hope I have accomplished. He gets on the mic and says, I did it. And the Usos and LSE continue to beat down the four of them. And it the was Roman all along. And LLC <laughs> leave together. It, it was, was Roman, Roman Reigns all, all along. Roman paid off LLC and the Usos. <laughs> Or at the very least, LLC had got his cousins <laughs> in on the deal. Unbelievable. Roman got people to... Yes. Roman set it up. Roman Reigns yes. heel turn. Never thought I would ever see the day. Yes. I have... I have, I have done it. <laughs> Bold move, Ryan. I have... I have done it. Mikey, tell me. Very thoughts. bold move. Thoughts. Very bold move. I did not expect Usos and LLC to be teaming up here. I did not expect Roman to be the orchestrate, the 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 conductor of all of this. Um, that's wild how we got them together. It's wild how everyone's suspicions were true this whole time. Uh, yeah, dang it! <laughs> I never thought Good Boy Roman would get it. It would be. It's like no way. Roman's too much of a babyface. He would never. Unbelievable. Yeah, so I, uh, the question for you, Mikey, immediately I have is, how did I, how did I do on this angle? <laughs> like, looking at the whole thing, how thoughts, things... What, there, was, there was so many swerves. There was, like, there was always that part of it that's like, oh, it's definitely LLC, but, like, why was there four guys? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. The Usos, I never would have expected to get involved, and I had a feeling Roman might have been paying off the LLC, but, like... After all the investigations and Roman constantly denying it, I was maybe questioning myself. I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't Roman. But it turns out it was the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to talk about it, uh, I guess, is that, yeah, I <laughs> – at several moments, I, you, whenever I asked you questions, I was like, am I doing a good job? And you were like, yeah, I feel like it's Roman. I keep th- I kept thinking to myself – Shit, yeah, people keep thinking it's Roman. I need to find ways to... Because he had the most motive. It was, like, just, like... like there so was no clear. other... Yeah, it was, like, the only person who would realistically attack him. Like, he he got the mo- he had the most to gain from all of it. Yeah, and I, I did not do a good job setting up potential other suspects. So I had to, like, devise ways to get there. Uh, which part of it was using our truth and his nonsense to showcase other people. 
Fair enough. Uh, and then I, I, I purposely had an interaction with... Uh, I had to introduce the idea that LLC get, only get only do things if they're paid, having that whole uh, angle with them and King Corbin, mm-hmm. uh, which I also use King Corbin to showcase that King Corbin pays LLC to do things. So hopefully maybe people will think King Corbin was the one that did this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course he didn't have get anything out of it. So who knows? Um, yeah. And then I did the whole angle of the four people. Cause at that point I was like, it's going to be Roman and it's going to be, uh, the Usos. That's the Usos are going to be the other two people. And what was the last part? Oh, uh, oh yeah. And then th- another reason I decided, like, I-, I knew at this point, Mikey, that I'm going to just, I'm going to turn Roman heel and I had to figure out how to get there. And you know what? I used a character that I don't like in reality. I used the fiend to help me out. Interesting. Because uh, as as many as many people discuss online, uh, the fiend uh, when you know when you fight the fiend when you lose to the fiend, most people sort of their personality sort of change after the fact. Brings out the worst in people. So, I did a whole angle with Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt leading up to this Extreme Rules match where the fiend wins, just so the next night I can turn Roman heel. Incredible. So yeah, that's all the pieces fall into place. Yes, a, a, a rough start probably, but I, I hopefully it was a strong finish. I like it, but of course the I like Truth over. proclaiming it to himself. <laughs> yeah, <first. laughs> he's yeah. like, I was all four people. It was me because I'm the truth. Yeah, literally, I was like writing this. I was like, man, Truth's an idiot. <laughs> writing this in. But yeah, so I, I that's there, there's the reveal. Of course, story's not over, but that's the real reveal, baby. Uh, moving like in, it. moving in <laughs> out of the show opener. We got the rest of the Raw show here. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving into match number one, it is going to be Intercontinental Championship title match. Uh, okay. After after Sheamus won it at Extreme Rules and that Triple Threat, he's going to defend it against the person who lost it. You know, it's not a. Uh, I guess it's not necessarily a rematch clause. It's just the fact that he lost it in a triple threat. So I'm just sort of giving it to him one more time. Sheamus versus John Morrison for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, and Sheamus gets the victory. All right. Uh, backstage segment camera. Oh, we, we cut backstage and we see the camera is running behind Naomi, who is running around backstage. And she's running towards a downed Bianca Belair. Oh, no. Naomi asks Belair what happened, and Belair says that she was jumped from behind by Shayna Baszler. Whoa. You know, and Naomi, of course, looks upset and starts helping up Bianca Belair. That's fair. Moving into the next match, it's Elias versus King Corbin. Classic. Where Elias gets the victory. Nice. Yes. Start off just normal. We had a big, big storyline reveal at the beginning, and we're just doing some solid, tiny matches, tiny stakes. Sort of, I say tiny stakes, but we had a title match, I guess. Oh, yeah. All of my storytelling is in segments this week. That's fair. You're coming off an Extreme Rules. It's kind of, you kind of have to. Coming off of a pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, especially, like, a pay-per-view like Extreme Rules, where it's, like, you're, you're building up to, like, the climax of, like, weapon usage and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we get a backstage interview of Sheamus, where he is asked about finally a 
accomplishing his dream on becoming a Grand Slam champion. Sheamus says that it's probably the biggest accomplishment in his career. I've been in this business for over 13 years, and I've only challenged for the IC title five times. That's ridiculous. I deserve this belt from the start, not people like John Morrison, not The Miz. I am the man that deserves this gold. I'm not getting rid of it anytime soon. Mark my words, fella. All right. So, yes. Uh, sort of celebrating in the fact that he is a Grand Slam champion, but sort of upset in the fact that this hasn't happened sooner. That's fair. Next up, we get a singles match between Naomi versus Shayna Baszler. Looks like Naomi got that a match approved after that run-in last a couple segments ago. Uh, but, nice. but sadly, Shayna Baszler, or I guess not sadly for her, but a win for Shayna Baszler uh, against Naomi here. And for the WWE Universe, but happy for Shayna. <laughs> yeah, happy for Shayna. Shayna Baszler gets the victory. All right. Uh, next up, we got a recap of Extreme Rules, uh, which, of course, you can listen to uh, on this podcast feed. Just literally go. If you listen to it, you just scroll up or down, however it is on the thing you're listening to, and listen to Extreme Rules. Good pay-per-view. I thought it was a re- honestly thought it was a really, really good episode. We tried something different, uh, which we didn't talk about beforehand, but we just did it as we were doing it. We tried something a little bit different and just sort of like discussing actual like booking plans and why we did things. And I thought it was I thought it was a good, interesting idea. Uh, and of course, just wanted to add an extra little highlight to the Extreme Rules video package, which is the the WWE Championship match, Brock Lesnar. Uh, Keithley with the AJ Styles interference. All right. Next up, we get a tag match. The Women's Tag Team Championships live champions, I should say. Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley in a non-title match against Natalia and Carmella. You know, for, former former roster members of the... What what was that What was that stable that they did in SmackDown? It was the, wel- uh. the welcoming committee, right? Something like that, yeah. The welcoming committee. Natalia and Carmella and Tamina and I, I think James Ellsworth. <laughs> that was the fourth one. Uh, and of course, in this one, the women's tag team champions uh, get the win. Liv Morgan Rhea Ripley win. Uh, right. During the match, I should say, we see Bliss and Jax watching the match backstage, of course. Uh, after the match, Rhea Ripley grabs the stick, gets on the mic, and says that she knows... Alexa Bliss is watching this match from back from the back. Oh my god, I'm losing my words. Why? Because she's scared of us, and especially scared of me. Luckily for you, Bliss, you don't have to wait that long. Next week, I'm coming for your Raw Women's Championship. Next week? Yes. So if oh you, man. So if you remember that that sort of. Tag to the Extreme Rules Women's Tag Team Championship. If Morgan Ripley got the win, they can individually challenge for the Raw Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley cashing it in next week. That's awesome. Moving to the main event match. We also have a main event segment, but a main event match. Fun little tag match here, Mikey. Keith Lee and Daniel Bryan. Ooh. Already loving it. Versus AJ Styles and Andrade. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, baby. Uh, In this match, the main event win goes to Styles and Andrade. 
After the match, Andrade beats down Brian yet again. Shorty G makes the save again. Brian raises Shorty G's hand after the match. Just reminding you that, hey, Shorty G and Brian, they're a thing, apparently. Interesting. That wasn't just a one-off save. But Styles and Andrade get that win. Is this pure pure version 2.0? Potentially. Potentially. I love it. Uh, And then the main event actual segment here announced last week it was the peep show with edge oh right christian welcomes of course all of his peeps to another episode of the peep show and what better way to return than with his best friend the wwe hall of famer edge uh edge comes out does the whole pyro thing and whatnot big pop uh edge thanks christian uh and everything and they you know do their old gimmicks and you know the kazoos the five second pose of course yeah Christian eventually asks Edge, uh, after the, you know they get all that stuff out of the way, asks Edge why he wanted to come out to the peep show. Edge says that he has an announcement to make. <gasps> oh, it turns out, as I'm reading this, I did not finish writing the rest of the segment, so I'm going to make it up <laughs> on the fly real quickly. Before he can make the announcement, uh, Seth Rollins and the Disciples come out. Ooh, whoa. Rollins tells Edge that he is actually glad to see Edge back. This is the point where I stopped writing this <laughs> this segment, and now I'm going to make it up, the rest of it, on the fly. I have it in my brain, folks. I just have to come up with words. Uh, uh, Rollins tells Edge that he is actually glad to see Edge back. Uh, not only that, but glad to see him hanging out on the peep show. And he he says that he it's funny, because the last time that Seth Rollins and Edge... We're both on the peep show. Uh, he, uh, Rollins, was uh, about to curb stomp uh, the rest of his career out of his head or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good at freestyling the, the, <laughs> the promos here, Mikey. But just the, we're reminding the audience yeah, that, yeah. hey, remember on the peep show when I was about to break <laughs> your neck? Maybe Rollins cuts to a picture or whatever. Um. <laughs> Uh, they have some exchange of words <laughs> and edge basically says that, um, he, that his announcement after a lot of fervor and excitement from edge or anger from edge, I should say, is that his, his announcement is that he is confirming that he is returning for another match at SummerSlam. And it's funny that you brought up, brought it up Rollins because He's confirmed with the officials that at SummerSlam, he gets to finally get his hands on Seth Rollins. I love it. Edge versus Seth Rollins. What a dream match. Yes. So the announcement is official announcement of the match at SummerSlam. Edge versus Seth Rollins. Oh, boy, baby. That's my my angle and my devil. (laughs) My angle and my devil. How dare you? Uh, yeah, so that's that's the card. Uh, you know, it, it, a, f- a fine card, I do say so myself. A little like it. mess up at the end there uh, for not forgetting to write down the rest of the promo. But that's that's fine, I guess. We're building up, you know, like I said, Extreme Rules was sort of like establishing some sort of things here. And so we had to start sort of new things and go different directions and sort of, you know, head different ways. And uh, try and all build towards SummerSlam. Awesome. Well, speaking of mess ups, Ryan, it is time that I mess you up oh, with the randomizer. You've stealing my title, the King of Transitions. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, if you don't know, folks, like I said at the top of the show, I already started at the top of the show. If you don't know, why'd you skip it? <laughs> why'd you Come skip on. it? Come on, guys. You voted. I lost. I get hit with the randomizer. Mikey ruins my butt. Yes. And Ryan, we got another interesting one for you. A good interesting one or a bad interesting one? I would say it's good all around. Uh, but uh, were you looking to make your roster any bigger, Ryan? Because you got another rookie call-up. Wait, no, no, Mikey. That's a good thing. Choose an NXT roster member on the not yet list and include them in your roster. Mikey, no. That's a good thing. You get the rookie call-up. Oh, I get the rookie call-up. Yeah, bad, bad things happen to me. Good things happen to you. You get a rookie call-up, my Ooh, dude. Interesting. Okay. Holy crap. What? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, uh, rookie call-up. You get to... I'll, I'll set it up as you look at the thing. Uh, you choose... We have a list of NXT roster members that are on the not-yet list. Basically, that's just, like, people that... Um, uh, that are, you know, on, you know, maybe they haven't made their debut on NXT TV or they were called back down or whatever reason. We just sort of felt like they're not quite there yet to, to maybe make it. I got Dave Mastiff off this list a couple weeks ago and who's now joined, who's currently a Raw Tag Team Champion, like two days or five weeks after he debuted. So, yeah, Mikey can go through this entire list and pick... Whoever we like. I, I guess, oh, Mikey, do you have anyone right off the bat, or do you mean to set it up even further? I have an idea, but this is interesting. Do I to... never thought I would ever have to pick from this list. But it's a very cool list. It's a great list. Like, look, like we got Brizongo up in here. We got we got, we got the, the HTV classic Kona Reeves. <laughs> That only we know. Can we talk about Kona Reeves real quick? <laughs> okay, so real quick, real quick sidebar on that. When we were doing test episodes. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm actually going to go through this list now that I'm seeing some names. Yeah. Do you see what I'm highlighting? L- yeah. Yep. Going to delete that, and yep. let me just, I'm just going to quickly go through some of these. Yeah, names. yeah, yeah. Let's let before we continue. Let's just knock <laughs> knock some names off of this just in case. You talk about you talk about Cutter Reeves as I uh, just oh, Cutter Reeves. I'm just going to tell the audience real quick. There's a lot, there's a couple NXT UK roster members on here haven't been updated if you know what I mean. <laughs> Kona Reeves uh, has been kind of a, a funny name in hit the books because when we first started, we did some test episodes before we actually got rolling on the, the podcast for real, for real. We did like maybe four test episodes and then a pay-per-view or something. Yeah. We, I think we did four test episodes and then uh, our test wasn't our test pay-per-view SummerSlam funny enough. Yes, I believe it was. So we did our test pay-per-view and I think it was at SummerSlam on our randomizer. We got, an NXT call-up. So we had to call up a random person from the NXT roster at SummerSlam, and it turned out it was Kona Reeves. <laughs> yes. So we had to somehow work Kona Reeves into our SummerSlam pay-per-view card, who just got called up that day, and boy, was it a wild time. Yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah, I wasn't like expecting that to happen, <laughs> honestly. I was just like, oh, Kona Reeves. Huh. Well, uh, hmm. What do we? Hmm. What uh, do we do here? Interesting. 
like I said, there, there's definitely some interesting names on this list. Like we got Killian Dane, we got Kona Reeves, the classic. We got uh, Tony Nice, we got East, uh, Piper Niven, we got Zaya Brookside, Casey Gonzalez. Yeah, we got some. <laughs> we got guess. some. We, we got Brizanga, which is uh, w, who used to be already on the main roster. We got some big names on here, so I'm excited to pick from this list. Ryan, I think I have my pick from the not yet list. Okay. Yeah, it, there's a, it's a lo- very long list. There's a lot of good names on here. I'm very interested to see what you got here, Mikey. Who do you think about getting, Mikey? So out of all the people on this list, there's one that jumps out to me. And I know I already have a pretty strong women's division, but it's about to get even better Ooh, because I pick, I pick Piper Niven. Oh, Piper Niven. Why are you picking Piper Niven? I think she's awesome. That's that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 flat. She's pretty awesome. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Wow. Mikey's about to have a stacked women's division. He's going to have what? Uh about to? Wow. Bro, I got Bailey. I got Sasha Banks. I got Charlotte Flair. Come at me. <laughs> You're going to have 13 women on your roster. I got Candice LeRae. We got Piper Niven now. Smackdown's, so- win, SmackDown's win division is lit. We got the Iconics. We got Ruby Riot. We got Asuka. You're with with this, Mikey. You are going to have more uh, women on your roster than me. And two of, yeah. two of the women on my roster are Lana and Zelina Vega, who are basically managers. <laughs> So yeah, you got a pretty stacked division over there. Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, I'm stoked. Well, congratulations then. Uh Piper Niven joining the blue brand. I get Dave Mastiff, you get Piper Niven. I think that's a pretty good oh, yeah. pretty good line. You got a couple of good rookie call ups. Good solid rookie call up. Why is Piper Niven on this? Because she she's been in the UK TV show for a little bit, but not like a huge amount. I think it's that's a little fine. bit of a rookie call up. It makes sense. Uh yeah, I think solid choice, Mikey. I think that's a solid, Thank very you. solid choice. Thank you. Now that I've done that, yeah. Now that you've get... you've you've profited off of the randomizer, profited off the fans. Let's get into the SmackDown lineup. Yes, please. Are you going to introduce Piper Niven at all in the show at in any capacity? Not in this one because I was not ready for it. Fair enough. <laughs> Next one, for sure. <laughs> So, we open up SmackDown Live this week with Drew McIntyre. Yo, baby. The one, the only, the hunter, Drew McIntyre. He says, on oh, no, Sunday I had the killed, hunt. He's killed Ricochet and get, stolen his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday I had the hunt of a lifetime. After all this time, something I thought I'd finished long ago came back to haunt me. At Extreme Rules, I finally rid myself of my demons. Nice. And now, and now I have a new trophy in mind. Randy Orton, your time has come. And now with your little crony out of the way, there's nothing you can do to stop me from achieving greatness when I take that universal title you've held for so long away from you. You better watch out. You better watch your back, Randy, because the hunt is on. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to hear. Oh man, that's beautiful, Mikey. Drew McIntyre making it clear he's making it clear who his next target is, and it's Randy Orton and that Universal Title. Yes, makes sense. Makes sense. 
Uh, I, oh, I wanted to talk about that real quickly about Ma- your McIntyre um, Orton feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as I was prepping up the rankings, the updated rankings for the Hit the Books universe, uh, which, mm-hmm. you can, which you can go check at htbpod.com slash archive. Go to the there rankings go. tab. Plugs, quick plugs. Quick plugs. Um, so McIntyre's number one. On your power rankings, as per usual, Randy Orton's number five. They've been they've been Randy Orton's been number five for a little bit. The rankings are basically based on like your win loss record, your quality of wins, and your placement on the card. So just like an overall scope. But Drew McIntyre was- has been SmackDown's number one draw for like two years running and hasn't stopped. <laughs> basically, um, or at the very least, since we've started here, he's been the number one since like for like three months. He's been the number one for so long. It's kind of ridiculous so, how dominant Drew McIntyre is in this division. When I was putting the stuff together, um, when it comes to like the quality of wins, you know, it's like uh, you know, which also sort of has the relationship of like you know, when you if you win, you know, you get higher up on the thing. But basically, it's like who whose wins matter most? Who's like the top star of your promotion? Mm-hmm. Number one for SmackDown to a bullet. Drew McIntyre, number two, Randy Orton. Oh, baby. They are, uh, what is that, seven points apart. The money makers, man. Yeah, literally, basically what I'm trying to say, Mikey, this is your hottest match going at SummerSlam. I'm so excited. Your hottest match is is right here, McIntyre-Orton. Uh, man if i gotta give it to him right like it's just so good and i'm gonna obviously and weirdly enough number three for you is akira tozawa and i don't know why (laughs) one nation baby akira tozawa october 2019 just you know normal and he's just been slowly getting wins for nation baby let me see if i can see what his uh akira tozawa is 12 and 7 and 1 damn (laughs) like what He's he is uh he's been like pretty much on more than you know he's been uh a card placement percentage basically a hundred percent means he's been in every main event of every sort of pay per view he's sixty percent so he's basically at every second half of the card on every pay per view he's been on one nation taking it over man I was like what is why is Akira Tozawa so high here. Uh, All right, so that was our show opener. Yeah, so yes, get, get me back. Drew McIntyre calling out Ran- Drew McIntyre calling out Randy Orton. Next up, match number one: Candice LeRae versus Billy Kay, in which Candice LeRae picks up the victory. It's a quick women's match. Candice LeRae getting the win. You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our next segment is a backstage interview with the new, with the new United States Champion Pete Dunne. They ask him how it feels to be the new United States champion, and before Pete Dunne gets a chance to speak, Samoa Joe steps into frame and grabs the mic. Yeah, Pete, how does it feel to get lucky? Look, at Extreme Rules, that's all it was. You got lucky. You got lucky that I underestimated you. Now, I don't plan on making that mistake again. So how about a rematch? Me and you tonight for that. Joe points at the United States title. Dunne says... You're on. Samojo and when I points win again, at a Samojo points at a a, a, a nice a apple pie. Catering. <laughs> nice apple pie that Pete Dunn's holding. Dunn says you're on, and when I win again, hopefully I'll shut your mouth. 
for good. Oh. So our main event tonight is Pete Dunn versus Samojo for the United States Championship. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's a solid, solid pick right there, baby. After that, we have our match number two, which is Humberto Carrillo versus Jeff Hardy, in which Humberto Carrillo gets the win after hitting Jeff Hardy with two finishers. Holy crap. Staying on that aggressive streak, man. Jeff Hardy cannot catch a break. <laughs> and Humberto Carrillo is getting more aggressive. But to get to get, to actually catch a break. You know, he's <laughs> he's like, oh, Humberto Carrillo, three and four, actually trying to start catching breaks. Now he's four and four. Jeff Hardy just sucks. Not, yeah, Jeff Hardy needs to step it up. What is he? he? I need to step it up for Jeff Hardy. Currently he's one in ten. <laughs> Damn. So next up is a video package. With Ruby Riot sitting on a throne wearing a crown, surrounded by the members of Undisputed Era, she says, Well, 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 Charlotte, turns out it was time for a new era of SmackDown to begin. Your old news now, Flair. Now that I run this division, I have my sight set on a bigger picture. We have our sight set on a bigger picture. So, SmackDown, you better watch your back because we're going to absolutely dominate this brand. Adam Cole chimes in and says, now that is undisputed. And they all do the the UE taunt. Nice. And that ends the video package. I like it. I Well, of course I like it because this whole reason you got Ruby Wright doing this is simply because I made you do because it. Because of you is because of you. The randomizer allowed me to change it. Ruby Wright gets the win. We get a great video package out of it. Uh, we got giving me reptile tribe vibes from Lucha Underground. Uh, <laughs> with Undisputed Era, weirdly they invited her into the group, and now she's a queen sitting on a throne, and they're like a bunch of lackeys. So <laughs> maybe, maybe one of these days, oh, I was she's the queen. Be- she's the queen because she beat the queen. I guess that's. I mean, yeah, I, I, I get this situation here, Mikey. I'm just saying that Adam Cole is probably going to be like one day be like, wait, what the fuck? What did we? <laughs> when did I lose control of this? <laughs> what happened? What happened here? <laughs> Next up, we have a match between Sasha Banks and Mandy Rose in which Sasha Banks gets the victory, but she does it all on her own this time. No lights going out. No, uh, no, anything like that. And Sasha clearly looks a little more confident this match. She, uh, she seems like she's getting her head's getting back in the game, you know? I was about to say, like, what, what's, what's different? Does she do any different moves, or is it just like a different motivation, confidence sort of issue? It just, it just looks like she's getting her groove back, you know. Mm, Sasha got her groove back. I see. I see. <laughs> after that match, Sasha heads back to her locker room after a big win against Mandy Rose and finds another note in her locker that simply says, "Congratulations, I knew you can do it." Sasha looks confused, but also appreciative. <laughs> Oh. It's nice to have validation. What a, what a director's note. I appreciate it. <laughs> After that, we have match number four between Undisputed Era, which is Fish and O'Reilly versus Birch and Lorkin, in which Fish and O'Reilly pick up the victory. Ah, uh, is that is it is that the official end of this feud? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Since you kind of went off the ground, but then I had to cut some matches, and it was like, uh. Yeah, so it really went anywhere. We lost the fish Lorkin match because he had to replace it with Kevin Owens Samoa Joe for the title. <laughs> what a bummer! After that match, we have another backstage interview with Bailey about her successful title defense at Extreme Rules, and Bailey says, "I want to start off by saying, Oscar, you have nothing to be ashamed of. We put on an awesome match, and you are one of the fiercest competitors 
on SmackDown. But still, I showed Asuka and the rest of the WWE Universe that I could hold my own in any scenario. I'm a fighter, and I plan on holding this title for a long, long time. And under and under any circumstances. So, so hit me with your best shot. I'll be ready. I like it. I like it. She's showing showing respect here. Mm-hmm. Showing respect here. I like it. It makes sense. Potentially a face turn, but you know you can never go wrong with showing respect. Yeah, there was something that happened in real life on the actual SmackDown show because I was bored one Friday because I'm in a pandemic and there's nothing else to do. So I turned on Friday well, Night SmackDown. Well, it's, it's not a possible face turn because Bailey's already face in my universe. Oh, is she? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I'm Bailey never went heel in my universe. Well, she... not not. I don't. I think I turned her back at one point. And she never. She never went back to heel. Oh, turns out I'm the fool. Yeah, Bailey's been face for a little while. Oh, okay then. Well, then never mind. Ignore what I'm saying. Ignore me forever. <laughs> After that backstage segment, we have our main event: Pete Dunne versus Samoa Joe for the United States Championship in which Pete Dunn gets the victory and defends his United States Championship. But after the match, while Pete Dunn is celebrating, he gets jumped by Undisputed Era. What? Who all beat him down. And after they do that, Roger Strong walks over to the United States Championship, holds it above his head, yeah, and drops it back on Pete Dunn and Era leave with their statement made as SmackDown comes to a close. Yeah. Solid title defense from Pete Dunn. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, solid title defense by Pete Dunn here uh, against Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's either moving on to something else next week or going to be on the back burner for. Yeah, a I second. think that's what this match was for was to to finally to like put this to bed to bed. You know. Yeah, why do you think I did the title match between Sheamus and John Morrison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you gotta move you on. Just, just put it to bed. Move, move each each person on to their next feud, and we obviously see who Pete Dunne's next opponent uh, might be in Roderick Strong. Yeah, I was about to say solid challenge here. You know, it, it could have been. It honestly could have been any one of those members. Uh, the challenge, Pete Dunne. That would, you would have had a great match out of any four members or four ma- male members, I should say, of Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Um, solid, solid pick. I like it. I like a solid. That's, you know, if that is your SummerSlam match, I'm excited. What if it's it, instead? It's going to be a, a fatal five way uh, where it's going to be f- f- the four male members of Undisputed Era versus Pete Dunn. <laughs> They're all crazy. against each other. It's a championship scramble match, Ryan. <laughs> And then we're going to throw in, like, Drake Maverick as well. <laughs> just so we can have a Chiron that says Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick current, is WWE champion. Current <laughs> universal champion, Drake Maverick. <laughs> Drake Maverick, the champion of the universe. I like it. I, you know, I, I thought that was a, a solid card here, Mikey. Um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, coming off Extreme Rules, like I said at the beginning, coming off of a, a pay-per-view is always slightly weird, slightly difficult, because you're always sort of like, ah. Uh, what do I? What do I? Off, you got to finish off the old feuds and start some new ones. So it's like a weird combination of promos and different matches to build new people. And yeah, yeah, I think you had a solid promo at the start there, uh, solid finish. 
uh, as well. And everything else I also pretty much liked, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Ma- mm-hmm. Jan- <laughs> Mandy Rose, I was going to say. Mandy Rose also can't catch a break. Oh, yeah, there's... I have a good women's division, but there's definitely some jobbers, and it sucks. And I need to make that stop happening. Mandy Rose currently after this after this episode two and twelve. It's like, uh, yeah, it's rough. Mandy Rose, yeah, like, no, I get you. Like it's, it, it, like I mean, you look at you can't push everybody at once, I guess. But I've, I've been pushing the same people since I started, so maybe I should start changing lanes here. Yeah, you know, mix it up. It's hard, it's tough because you're also going for SummerSlam and you want to put off the put on the best match you ha- you have. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I get you. It's like I have Lucha House Party sitting there. I'm like, I don't know what I would do with Lucha House Party. <laughs> uh, and obviously with my women's division with Becky Lynch gone, like that Lynch, well, literal linchpin, my women's <laughs> division. I, I I don't I don't remember what I did, but I feel like Becky Lynch probably was like my number one draft pitch pick or something. <laughs> Oh yeah. no, she was champion. So I already, already I automatically got her because she was champion. Right, 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 right. But right, I was right, trying right. to build a division around her that I lost her. I'm like, ah, what am I gonna do? So I'm sort of not really pushing anyone specifically, but also everyone at the same time. And then yeah, the men's division is just sort of like there's people like I'm trying to figure out a way to push Elias, but I'm like I don't know what am I gonna do with Elias. What am I gonna do with Elias? <laughs> but then you also got Titus O'Neil, Bo Dallas, and pff, what are they doing? What are they doing? Fair enough. But yeah. I like it. Solid card there, Mikey. Solid card. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, of course, that's the end of this week's episode of Hit the Books. If you liked either of these cards, whether it be Raw, which had the peep show in the main event segment slot with the announcement of Rollins versus Edge at SummerSlam, or SmackDown with a main event match of United States Championship Pete Dunne defending his title against Samoa Joe, and then Roderick Strong going after the title after the fact, if you like either of those, you can vote on which card you liked better by going to at HitTheBooksPod on Twitter and voting in the pinned tweet poll at the top. Uh, you know, you can vote on Raw. You can vote on SmackDown. Whoever gets the victory, or I should say, rather, whoever loses, will get the randomizer dunked on them next episode. So stay oh, yeah. tuned for that. Or at the very least, go vote for that. Uh, you can also listen to next week's episode by subscribing, making sure if you subscribe, you can make sure you get it automatically into your podcast feed when it drops, whenever it drops, at the very least on Friday. So look for that. Subscribe now to make sure you get that. Or or the very least, um, you can uh, listen to other shows as well. You know, we also have Wrestling of Statistics, which come out every Monday. Uh, oh, yeah. What else? What else? What else? What else, Mikey? Uh, uh, go check out our YouTube channel. Uh, you could go subscribe there and watch all of uh, the video versions of our podcast. And also, we have our 2K outcomes on there and all of our uh, pay-per-view reviews and stuff. So go check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Hit the books podcast. Um, and don't forget to leave that six, five or six star review five. You can leave five, six star reviews or six, five star reviews over on iTunes. Yes. Either way. We appreciate it. Yes. Please go to iTunes. Please do a review. Uh, we would greatly appreciate yeah, it. You like the show, guys. Yes. Tell us you like the show. Uh, and we'll shout you out in the process. We would great. Obviously we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, more reviews, uh, means more, you know, it gets higher up on the charts, which means more people can find the show. 
which means we can more last votes, even longer and more votes on the poll to see who gets randomized. Yeah, it 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 takes it takes one minute out of your day, maybe thirty seconds out of your day, and uh, it can help us and the completely in the long run. Uh, and just one last last thing, you can go to hdbpod.com. Like I said, it's been slightly updated with new stuff, so you can go back. Read up on all of the past five or six episodes, those five episodes in the Extreme Rules card. Uh, you can read up on those so you get all the updated information. Plus, we have all of the old cards, so there's a huge archive there. And I also updated the rankings, like I said during this episode. Mikey, current number one for you is McIntyre, who's been number three. one for three pay per views. Uh, I got the whole list there. Number one for Raw, Shayna Baszler. He's been Ooh. number one for two pay-per-views in a row. You can listen to the uh, view the rest of those uh, superstars who are in that top ten list there. Also, you can go see the updated championship history. We have had another pay-per-view. We've had more titles change hands. So go mm-hmm. over to that tab, the championship history tab, to see the updated history since we diverted at SummerSlam in 2018. Very comprehensive list. So go check that out as well. Indeed, do that. Do that. Uh, and I and I think that is it, Mikey. So for Mikey, I have been Ryan. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books podcast. We'll be back thank with all new. It. We'll be back with an all new episode next week. And until then, we've got two words for you. Book it. This has been a Countout Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.